All right, everybody. Good morning. This is the Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week seven has started. Giants Eagles the other night. And we get ready for some football tomorrow. Good morning, Wiz. How are you today? Doing pretty good. A lot of uh, a lot of activity going on here with players. Uh, you know, uh, injuries, question marks. You're really not quite sure until actually Sunday morning or if the game is played a little bit later. But I guess the big news, uh, Antonio Brown, and uh, we just talked about the other day, and uh, signing with Tampa Bay and uh, giving them a trio for Brady to throw to of Godwin Evans and Antonio Brown. And, uh, wow. Now, you know, what, what can you say about that? That's incredible. Yeah, it's, and, and, you know, it's interesting, too. Like, I mean, he has been picked up in probably a majority of leagues by now, um, you know, as, de- depending on how your waiver wire process works. Uh, you know, we had talked about it the other day, and, it, you know, there was some pickup and intensity and discussions for a long time. Seattle was kind of the center of it. Um, you know, the one thing I would say about Tampa, which, you know, aside from the Super Bowl being played in Tampa Bay and, and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers currently in first place in the, in the NFC South, is that both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin this season have been, you know, pretty injury prone at this point in time. So from a material impact, um, you know, if when when Antonio Brown gets on the field and, and certainly the fact that those two players have, have struggled to kind of stay on the field, it makes for a very, very interesting uh, setup for Brown kind of moving through the rest of the season. I'm sure the guy's been, in, you know, getting in shape and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it does, does open the door for kind of what this team is going to do. You know, Ronald Jones is playing well. The defense is playing well. You know, th- this is a run that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is, is clearly looking to make, you know, to get to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean, I think they realize with Brady, I mean, their window, it could be a couple of years, it could be this year or next year, but, uh, yeah, they want to give themselves uh, a, a real opportunity. And uh, with that defense playing is, uh, as, as well as they are, swarming all over the ball and uh, getting <laughs> that uh, extra punch and wide receiver uh Tampa Bay is certainly certainly uh, a formidable opponent at this point. Yeah, so uh, you know, excited to to see how that all shows up. You know, you mentioned as well uh, a, a number of injuries out there, and we'll kind of talk about that as we kind of go through our, our love him and leave him section, and and maybe as we cover some of the games this week, because there are, there there are some significant injuries out there. I think there's uh, there's a number of bargains I think on DraftKings as a result of these injuries, and we can kind of talk about that as well. But you know, there's a lot of moving parts, and as you said, we won't know everything till tomorrow morning. But you know, the the, the stage is set and in a couple of instances for a few players to really kind of step up in the absence of some star players. I think, you know, we'll discuss that as we kind of move along here this morning. Yeah, definitely. And I just wanted to, before we get into the specifics, the players, and we'll do that, we'll do that right away. But the one thing I wanted to say, when we started this thing, you know, back late March, early April, you know, we just started doing this and, I guess with what was going on, we kind of like started to do it for our own sanity, right? To just, you know, want to like talk about football and not focus on uh, or not think about 24-7 and what was going on with the pandemic and and all of that. And uh, 
So we started doing it, you know, for our own Saturday, and then, you know, we, our friends were listening to it, and then, you know, gradually, you know, slowly, uh, you know, words getting out a little bit more. But, you know, one thing I just wanted to say is that after last week when we were doing the segment that we're about to get into, you know, the love them and leave them and some guys that might be available, uh, I had a few guys, three different people contact me last week and told me that Christian Kirk was a player who I recommended as a, a player who's down the list, and it, which probably means in, in a lot of leagues was available, and Christian Kirk helped them win their game, and they contacted me, and man, it's really, really rewarding, and it feels good when, you know, you do something and help people win. You know, we did, like I said, we started out for, you know, doing this for our own sanity and to talk about football and to help people have a better understanding grasp of fantasy football and try and talk to people who are just starting out and don't really uh, – they're not really – able to go on a show or listen to a show or a podcast where people kind of explain to them what it is and we wanted to do that but you know the reward of, of you know hearing that you know it, it feels pretty good it's an added dimension to it and uh i just wanted to uh you know just j- just say that that if we're helping people and uh understand it and then as well on top of that maybe doing something to help people be successful during the season i think that's great yeah, you know, it's it's hard work. We're not going to be right all the time. We, I think we both have very strong views about, about certain players and situations and, and, and about how things kind of play out, uh, you know, game, game, pace of game, uh, uh, flow of the game. I think a lot of those things are very important. Um, you know, we've been doing prop bets as well in addition to fantasy advice. And like I said, we're, we're not always going to get everything right, but I, I think we're going to be right more, more than not. Uh, we had a very good night the other night in those prop bets, you know, across the board. And yeah, it's a good feeling when people do reach out to you and, and, and you're giving them advice. You know, we're doing this for free. We think we're very good at what we do uh, and we have confidence. We've been doing this combined over 50 years, uh, which is a long time. Uh, you know, the game has changed a lot during that time and, and we've tried to evolve with it and uh you know this podcast is set up to help people you know no matter what level of play you are whether you're a beginner or someone that's been doing this a long time you know we want to be kind of a sounding board for for people out there that are trying to compete in uh in their fantasy football leagues yeah no question about it as far as the the wagers go the prop bets i mean you know, you had uh, we just have a laugh about it is that you love Daniel Jones over rushing, and I think that 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 video uh, will 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 live forever of uh, Daniel Jones breaking free and uh, and just stumbling on the turf, uh, getting getting tackled by the turf monster there. But uh, that was a, that was a, a one that we talked about and how like when a team like the Eagles, whose best line, you know, best part of their defense is their, is their front line, the defensive line getting after the quarterback, you know, a lot of times there's going to be some space for the quarterback, especially a athletic quarterback like Daniel Jones, and I think the the Giants in their game preparation realized that, and they actually set up a design run, and uh, that was an easy one, and Richard Rodgers, uh, uh, my goodness, uh, it looked like uh, he was doing an impersonation of Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz out there, so that was two for you, and uh, Boston Scott, um, was hit the over for total yards for me, and uh, I don't know. I was a little concerned about the, had the lack of usage for Boston Scott during the game. Like I, I don't know what was going on there, but <clears throat> he certainly uh, overall over ninety yards of offense in that late touchdown really really helped people that picked him up and started him. Uh, 
to start off their week seven fantasy game. So <clears throat> it worked really, uh, it worked out really well for both of us. Yeah. So we'll see if we can, uh, uh do it again this, this weekend, uh, with all the games, uh, uh, interesting, interesting setup. Uh, you know, I was looking forward to that Raider uh, Tampa Bay game on Sunday night, but they moved that because of the potential COVID issues around the Raider offensive line and uh, what, what's going on there. So the NFL wanted to make sure they have a primetime game. So please note on your schedules, the Seattle Arizona game is now an evening game. So, uh, so let's get to it. Let's start talking about some stuff, uh, some specifics. Uh, let's get into the positions uh, and the love them and leave them. And, and let's start out with the quarterback position. So uh, why don't you start out with the QBs this week? <clears throat> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start out with the, with the quarterback and uh Man, I have been on Matt Stafford these last couple of weeks, and the problem has not been necessarily that Matt Stafford has played poorly. The problem has been that the opponents the, these, these last couple of weeks when I, I loved him just wasn't able to keep up with the points, and therefore he wasn't having to throw as much. But that is not going to be the case this week at all. Uh, playing at Atlanta, <clears throat> it figures to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think. Um, there's a very good floor for Matt Stafford in this game, and it, there's also a very high ceiling uh, for him to put up a spectacular game. So I am loving Matt Stafford this week in a game at Atlanta where, unlike the previous opponents where I liked Stafford, they couldn't keep up, couldn't score a lot, and he wasn't in a situation where he kind of had a throw in the fourth quarter. Um I think he realizes in this game that he's going to have to put up points, throw the ball, I like that Swift is, is more involved in the offense out of the backfield and, and, and uh, Kenny Galladay, all systems go. He's back to being a top guy um, who, who, who Stafford loves throwing to. And, uh, and uh, I'm loving Matt Stafford. As far as Leavums this week, just two obvious choices. I'm just going to have Cam Newton again on the Leavum. Um, I just don't like the matchup. He's kind of dependent on having a rushing touchdown and good rushing yards. I just don't like that passing game um, from the Patriots at all. So that and and Drew Brees, I don't know if Drew Brees is ranked in the top 10 or 12 or by some people or if he's close, but you just can't start either of those two players in my in my opinion. So I'm loving Stafford and I'm leaving Cam and Drew Brees this week. What say you at quarterback? Okay, so uh, let's go to the two guys I like, and I'm going to pick two guys that are probably outside the top 10 um, for this week is, is what would be my guess. One's probably right on the fringe, uh, but I like what I saw out of one player last week, and he's going against a, a nice matchup from a defense. So I'm going to go with Kyle Allen this week as a, as a guy that I think will enter maybe top 10 uh, category. He had a very strong week against the Giants last week. They actually made McCorrin uh, – I felt more comfortable putting McLaurin out there as a result of seeing how he played or, or putting him out there going forward. Um, so I like I like Kyle Allen against this terrible Dallas uh, Cowboy defense. And, and the other guy I really like uh, against the defense that's just playing poorly, they're missing their best defensive player in Miles Jack this week. I like Justin Herbert. They're coming off of a bye week. They should get a healthy um, uh, Keenan Allen back. Uh, but I like both those players to have top 10 weeks this week uh, from a fantasy perspective. And two guys I'm going to fade. Uh, I just think this is going to be an ugly game. Um, 
I just see the way this team wants to play football. Uh, I actually like the running backs in this game, but I'm, I'm going to fade Ben Roethlisberger this week. I just, just think this will be more of a running game, a little bit more of a sloppy, ugly game, the way Tennessee Titans want to play it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to fade Ben Roethlisberger this week. And believe it or not, Wiz, and I've looked at some history over the last couple of years, and I think this defense comes in with a little bit of confidence. They, they, they played a really strong game the other night. Uh, against the Cowboys. I'm going to fade Russell Wilson this week. Most people will have him right there in the top one, two, or three this week. But I looked very closely. Metcalf had zero success against Arizona last year. Uh, Furthermore, uh, Tyler Lockett has also struggled against this team. So I'm going to fade Russell Wilson this week against the Arizona Cardinals. That's bold. That is bold. I mean, I know Arizona's defense is playing a lot better, and... uh... And they, they, they certainly are going to make Russell Wilson have to work for it in the game where, you know, I, I just think when you watch Seattle play, I mean, they, they get going when they're able to hit Metcalf on those, you know, those big plays. And uh, I think they may, they may make them work for a little bit more. So that that's an interesting fade. And you know, I'm sure you're not saying that you think uh, Russell Wilson is not going to throw for 250 yards or 220 yards, but comparatively speaking to where he's ranked, which is probably right at the very, very top, um, that I, I could see that one. And uh, as far as the, the play, the quarterbacks that you love, uh, I'm not going to disagree because I happen to I have on my love list two of the skilled players on those two teams uh, on that those quarterbacks respectively will be throwing the ball too. So that's oh, good to hear. Um, and we we don't talk about these things beforehand, right? So that's uh, no, no, no. Not at all. I have no idea if your fade is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have no idea if someone that I have on my love list is going to be someone on your leave list. So it, it, that could happen. But no, we, we don't talk about that at all. So we'll move on, and you're going to start off uh, running back. So have at it. Tell us who you're loving and leaving at running back this week. Okay, so I'm going to start with the loves this week. And I'm a couple of guys that are way, I think, probably kind of far down, but I think we'll have big weeks this week. One guy I actually think will have an emergency this week. So so let's start um, with James White. I know James White was out of practice the last couple of days. Uh, I don't like anything that's going on in the passing game of the New England Patriots. And I think because of that, if you're in a PPR league, I think James White, remember, he missed a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, he lost his dad. His, his mom has been struggling to come back, and, and I think she actually is recuperating. Uh, James White returned to the team yesterday. I just think they're going to continue to use him in this fashion, and they don't have a viable tight end pick. And in a PPR league, I think we're going to see more of these kind of six, seven, eight catches for James White, sprinkle him in on a few uh, carries as well. I actually think he is the running back that you want to own in the New England Patriots going forward. So I like James White this week. And I think it's going to be a type of game where they may need to use him a lot. Um, the second guy, uh, he's playing against an inferior defense. I mentioned the quarterback already. I liked the amount that they used the player last week around. And it's Justin Jackson. I know he was on the injured list, but I have a feeling that this is this is going to be fine. They were managing his reps and stuff, but I like Justin Jackson this week. And the third guy, and I think this will be an emergence game, the running game of the Buffalo Bills and De- Devin Singletary has not come out yet. Zach Moss was hurt early in the season. I think he's the more effective between-the-tackle runner on this team. I think this is the perfect matchup to use him. I think Zach Moss makes a statement this week and has a big game against the New York Jets. And, All righty. And, 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 and uh, t- you, yep. you have a couple of uh, 
Sage or anyone that you're leaving this week? Yeah, back? two two guys I'm leaving, and actually I'm going to probably sit him in one in one of my leagues, depending on how my pickups go tonight. Uh, I'm I'm leaving Josh Jacobs. I'm not playing running backs against. You know, Wiz talked about this. I'm not playing running backs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in addition, we don't know what this offensive line is going to look like. I have, I'm, I'm going to leave Josh Jacobs this week. And the other guy who's dealing with an offensive line is just absolutely falling apart, and I'm leaving Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I know, Wiz, we have both of these running backs in one of our leagues uh, that we right. are partners in. We have a hot mess that we're dealing with on that team, but I am leaving both of those running backs this week. Very interesting. Very interesting. We have similar uh, thoughts at the running back position. So <clears throat> I'm going to start with my number one running back that I am absolutely loving. I think he's the sure thing. Um, and I think his ownership will be high on DraftKings, but I, I think he's just one of the players that it just doesn't matter. So Kareem Hunt, uh, the first time around when Cleveland played Cincinnati, I don't know if you remember the game, but for those people that do remember, I gave Nick Chubb as my prop. You know, I just, I just, it was over 69 and a half yards rushing for Nick Chubb. And he almost had it at halftime. Uh, he went on to have a great game, and Nick Chubb was getting the ball a lot. Irrespective of that, Kareem Hunt himself had 101 yards offense in that game. Now, no Nick Chubb. It's a game that Cleveland has to have. It's not going to be any timeshare between Kareem Hunt and Ernest Johnson by any means in this game. I am absolutely loving Kareem Hunt in all formats. Sure thing, fantasy, DraftKings, player props, all over Kareem Hunt this week. I think he's going to have 150 yards of offense this week. I'm with you on Jackson, and I'm even with, uh, you know, I'm also on, on Joshua Kelly as well. I think both running backs actually could have a good game. I think Jackson with total yards. I think Kelly, if they get down there enough, could have a touchdown or two. And believe it or not, my running back all the way down, I guess, the list that, you know, probably not even in the top 30 or 35, I agree about Zach Moss. Uh, I just cannot believe that the Bills are happy with what they've seen from Singletary. The game this past week against Kansas City was the first game that Zach Moss had played in a while. Kansas City was controlling the clock. Buffalo wasn't getting the ball much. That will certainly not be the case against the Jets, where the Jets are going to be controlling the clock all game. So I am with you. We didn't discuss it all, but Zach Moss is my running back kind of down the list that I'm loving this week as well. Um, with you, of course, on Josh Jacobs, I've been talking about this uh, all, all, all season long about, you know, running backs against the Tampa Bay defense. I mean, if you played under with the starting running back against Tampa Bay, you've won every single week. And my other fade, believe it or not, at the top of the list is going to be Derrick Henry. And, you know, they're going to probably give him the ball enough times where he's going to do something. But the reason I'm fading him is, you know, I saw and read and found an interesting stat uh, regarding Derrick Henry is that with Taylor Juan in the lineup, he's averaging over five yards a carry. Without Taylor Juan in the lineup, under four yards a carry. That is a massive, massive difference. Number two, look at the defense they're going up against. I mean, look, he may get the ball 
25 times or 26 carries and he'll end up with 85 yards. That, that could be the case. But, like, if you're expecting uh, a huge game, I don't think that's going to happen. And if he doesn't get a tremendous amount of carries, the yardage may not even pile up. So I'm fading Derrick Henry. That's my love him and leave him list at, uh, at running back. All right, fantastic. Uh, I, I, I like uh, I, I like the thought process. E- even with so so no no Devin uh, Devin Bush obviously for the Steelers, uh, and the Steelers haven't exactly lit it up defensively. Um, but that's a, that's an interesting call. I think that I think where they're susceptible is with a quarterback um, that can run and have mobility, which which is the case with Ryan Tannehill. They could get hurt in the passing game, but as far as the rushing game. And if you combine the talent on the defensive line of Pittsburgh without Taylor on the offensive line for the Titans, I just think it's going to be some tough sledding for Derrick Henry. So we'll have to we'll have to see that. That's probably you know without question the game of uh, a lot of good games this weekend in Seattle, Arizona, but Pittsburgh Titans and uh, is probably the game of the week. So we'll see how that one plays out, and uh, we'll move on to wide receivers. So. Uh, I guess I'll start wide receiver. Um, I mentioned before how much I loved Matt Stafford this week. Kenny Galladay, all systems go. He's he's going to be a top three to five wide receiver almost every single week for me unless they, they have a crazy matchup or the conditions are, are rough. But since they play in a dome for all their home games and some of these games on the road as well, um, there's no reason not to start. Kenny Galladay with all the confidence, he's my short thing at wide receiver. I have a few others that I like. Uh, I mentioned that I like some of the skill players and some of the quarterbacks you mentioned. Uh, Terry McLaurin is just – uh, one of these receivers that, man, he would be so much, so much more recognition about the player if he was playing in a, in a, in a different city and uh, with a different team with a different quarterback. But he he's a terrific wide receiver. So I'm loving McLaurin as well as wide receiver. You know, going into the season with the Jags, um, it, it just looked like Gardner Minshew's best connection was with DJ Shark. It looked like it was just clearly those two guys and and uh, and then everyone else was going to be more of the secondary guys. And I have a lot of respect for Schnault, as you know, but Keelan Cole is one of these guys that just has not been given a chance. He's a good young receiver. He runs terrific routes. And uh, that, that, you know, the, the, the rapport now with Gardner Minshew is probably right up there now with, with DJ Shark, and I'm loving Keelan Cole. I know you don't like to start or love a wide receiver after they had a big week, but I just think these big weeks are going to be coming um, at a much more regular pace, actually. So I'm loving Keelan Cole. And, you know, I'm just going to give an obvious one here. You know, he's at the moment not probably ranked in the top 30 or 40 maybe because I guess – they weren't expecting what took place the last couple of days, but Traquan Smith is probably the only receiver that Drew Brees has a lot of familiarity with uh, as far as wide receivers go. So I'm loving Traquan Smith at um, at wide receiver, and then the, the the few the few players that I that I'm going to fade a wide receiver this week uh, until I see something different and Juju Smith Schuster becomes more than just a checkdown receiver. I'm going to fade him. I'm going to fade the Amari Cooper who plays on the road. Um, 
I think with the defensive line of the Washington football team, you know, they they may have trouble getting the ball to Cooper out on some of those deep passes, and he's just not the same guy on the road. <clears throat> and I'm going to see Cooper Cup as well. Uh, I'll just tell you, from what I've seen with the Bears, I mean, they just don't give up a lot of things to the they, – they don't really give up a lot of stuff to, to opposing wide receivers. So I'm fading Juju. I'm fading the road version of Amari Cooper. And I'm fading Cooper Cup as well. And uh, if Robert Woods doesn't play and then there's more focus on Cooper Cup, I'm even more confident about that one. So there you have it. I love him and leave him at wide receiver. Let's you. So actually, I want I want to talk to you about. Uh, I'm in a league the other night where um, I have some injuries and 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 bye weeks that I'm contending with. So I went ahead and I picked up Keelan Cole in, in a league. And in this same league, players have dropped some players. So they've dropped. Uh, let's see who's been dropped. Juju's been actually been dropped because we play with a salary cap that's intact and people kind of have to maneuver with that. So Juju was dropped and uh, Traquan Smith is available and so is Christian Kirk. So if you were me, uh, based on your commentary on Keelan Cole, would, would you be confident to kind of roll with Cole kind of the rest of the season versus some of those players? Or would you actually go and drop Cole to pick up one of those players for the rest of the season? Curious to yeah, hear I'm your not, thoughts. I'm not, I'm- I'm not dropping Cole. I think Traquan Smith's value will, 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 will drop rapidly once Emmanuel Sanders recovers from COVID and, 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 and Mike Thomas steps on the field. So there's no way I'm dropping. I'm, I'm picking up either, you know, I'm not picking up Traquan Smith and dropping Keelan Cole. The thing with Juju Smith-Schuster is I, I think he will have, a, a, you know, a big game here or there. But, like, you know, they have all four of those receivers healthy now. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be tough to kind of figure it out. But, you know, the Jags just find themselves in these game scripts where they're throwing the ball all over the place. And uh, Keelan Cole at this point is a, is a must start. So I, I'm, I would not – yeah, I mean, I, if you had a different player to drop and they could kind of figure out when to start Juju, you know, maybe that. But, like, as far as a pickup and drop for a long-term version – I'm sticking with Keelan Cole. I mean, I just think that that connection now with Minshew, uh, as long as he stays in their quarterback, I don't know what would happen if it became Mike Glennon, but I'm feeling pretty good about Keelan Cole, short-term and long-term. I I like the player, and the connection's gotten stronger. So, yeah, I'm sticking with that. All right, fantastic. All right, so let's let's talk about my receivers. Again, we don't talk about these things, but... I actually wrote this down. I think three guys that will be in the top five at receiver this week will be Kenny Galladay, Terry McLaurin, and I'll add one more to the mix that you mentioned, and that's uh, Will Fuller, who's been remarkably consistent. So I love all three of those guys to be top five receivers this week, so I won't add any more on, on the other two guys, but but Fuller has been the go-to guy, and he's been able to stay on the field for, for Deshaun Watson. Uh, so I'm gonna, I think it'll be a game that'll be a little bit of a high-scoring game, and I see Fuller doing some damage against uh, a relatively weak Green Bay secondary. And three guys from the back of the pack that I think are going to have big weeks this week. One guy coming back from an injury, and the other two guys just the benefits of what's going on in terms of injury there. So I like Bashard Perryman uh, last week with with, uh, Joe Flacco. He got eight targets, caught four for 62. Gabriel Davis is going to be a big part of that attack with no John Brown this week. So I like that player. I like like Davis to score this week and put up a big week. Uh, And finally, the Washington 
other Washington wide receiver. I believe Dontrell Inman will also make an impact in this game against, again, a very poor Dallas Cowboy defense. So those are wide receivers that I like for the week. And guys that I'm fading, I'm not starting Julian Edelman until I see any form of consistency, and it's going to take two weeks of that. So I am staying away from that player going forward. Another guy I'm fading, I didn't talk to you about this, but on the road, I just don't like the setup for this offense this week. But Amari Cooper, I have no interest in him. I think Allen Robinson is going to be shaded by uh, Jalen Ramsey this week. So I'm going to fade Allen Robinson this week, who's generally been a consistent performer. And the last guy, I don't like the way this injury has kind of lingered. He only had two catches the other night. One was a late catch uh, where he, he caught a pass for 70-odd yards, but his line was two for 73. But that ankle's not right with DeAndre Hopkins, so I'm staying away from that player. I fade him. I don't feel he's going to be like a kind of a top 7 to 10 player right now, given his injury concern at the present time. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Allen Robinson, I had written down. I just looked at it right now, and I just didn't uh, mention. I just put AR down as, uh, with some comments below, and I just didn't even get to it for some reason. 100%. And, and to the point about Allen Robinson, uh, yeah, I, I don't like that situation at all. Um, when the Rams play at home, I don't know. They, that, that defense just seems to be a little bit more amped up. And, you know, I, I just don't like the matchup with Aaron Donald being able to wreak havoc against a pocket pass and then what's waiting for uh, Allen Robinson is Jalen Ramsey, and then I also put in my notes that uh, the last time they played with these you know same matchups, um, that Allen Robinson I think had four catches for 15 yards. So <clears throat> Allen Robinson, agree 100%, is uh, is probably my top fade because he's the highest ranked receiver out of all the receivers I mentioned. So looks like we're basically on the same page at wide receiver with love him and leave him and we'll move to tight end and uh you have uh first go at tight end who you loving and who you leaving all right so uh let's start with the with the with the leaves i'm going to start with that first um you know you mentioned uh cooper cup uh and the chicago bears and 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 kind of how they defend the middle of the field and, and this is a player with a lot of expectations were high on this player coming into the season he finished the season so strong but he's just been extremely inconsistent. There are times where, where Everett has actually shined a little bit more than, than Tyler Higby. But I'm going to fade Tyler Higby in this ballgame. And the other guy I'm fading, and we've talked about this subject a lot, and I'm sure this is going to be the case. There's going to be a number of hits placed on this you know, very, very big player. But the fact of the matter is Bill Belichick likes to make life miserable for those type of players. So I'm fading George Kittle this week against the New England Patriots. And my love guys, they're all kind of guys from back in the pack that are going to get the benefit of, of injuries this week. So I love Darren Fells. He's had two good games in a row without Jordan Aikens there. So no Aikens. I think you go with Fells again in a game where I think it's going to be a relatively high-scoring game and most likely sees Houston playing from behind. I'm going to go with Harrison Bryant, uh, uh, the rookie from the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have been getting their tight ends involved a lot more, and Juku is a topic of, of trade discussions on this team and, and probably likely not to be a, a Cleveland Brown much longer. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Austin Hooper's come down with a case of appendicitis, so I like uh, I like Bryant this week uh, to, to really have a, a very, very strong strong game. Uh, and the last guy that I'm going to put in there is, is Jared Cook, just because of the passing options of the New Orleans Saints being more relegated because, you know, the injuries to both uh, Emmanuel Sanders and, uh, and Mike Thomas. So I like those three tight ends to have big games this week. All right. <clears throat> well, 
I think for the first time since we started doing this, my fade and leave is on your love list. Um, I just can't can't <clears throat> have any confidence in Jared Cook. And I, I, I understand the point about the receiving core is, is wide receivers are completely delete, you know, depleted and they're kind of down to Traquan Smith and Jared Cook as far as the only two guys that he probably has thrown the ball to at all with any regularity, you know, aside the running backs. So Jared Cook has not caught more than two passes in a game since week one. That's an outstanding. That's it's almost an incredible uh, stat for 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 a tight end who is on the field as much as he is. So I'm going to go and come in the other way. Jared Cook is ranked right around the cusp of of tight end one. I'm fading him, but you know the fade when I originally wrote this down kind of had Mike Thomas and 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 Emmanuel Sanders in the lineup. Without them, I may not necessarily, you know, I, I certainly would not go to love on the player like you have, but I certainly would kind of make that neutral. And I'm, I'm still dubious about Jared Cook as well. Um, as far as who's on my love list, I had Harrison Bryant as my sleeper dark horse tight end for this week. He has tremendous skills. And now the only thing that was getting in the way of, of snap count and playing time, and, and I think he's going to be out there a lot. So Harrison Bryant um, is is certainly a tight end that I think you get some ownership leverage on DraftKings with and, and play him. And uh, if you were really desperate at tight end this week in terms of you have a player that's maybe hurt, you have a tight end that's on a bye week. Um, I think you could do worse than Harrison Bryant. He 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 may he may do something in this game. Um and he he's a, he's athletic enough to make some big plays in the passing game. And my one sure thing at tight end this week is a player who has been very quiet, but I think he is gonna have his best game of the year and that's Hunter Henry. Uh I think this is a great, great matchup. Uh, against the Jags in this game. So my sure thing, the tight end that I'm loving this week is Hunter Henry. So uh, before we move on to the wagering portion of the podcast, anything you wanted to add or about any players or anything? Well, I think, you know, a number of players that we did mention, I think are going to be worthy. I did a TikTok the other day on, on players I like for, for DraftKings and some of the players that we've kind of talked about are on there. So, so players like, you know, uh, you, you know, you mentioned, Gabriel, we talked about Gabriel Davis, we talked about Hunter Bryant. These are guys that I think would be even fells. Uh, we didn't mention in the running back, but I know you like James Hasty a little bit. So there are a number of guys out there for this week that are going to be low price guys in DraftKings that I think you can do very well with. Uh, I actually have Stafford in a couple of my lineups this week. I think he's way too low. I've, I've played Stafford and, and um, uh, Justin Herbert in a number of my lineups uh, for this coming week, but I've sprinkled in a lot of guys that we've talked about, the Inmans, the Gabriel Davis, the Harrison Bryants, guys like that, that I think can make a big impact this week uh, based on their price on DraftKings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's where you really can get, you know, some ownership leverage, you know, is playing those guys. You know, that's what I talk about all the time. You know, you're looking for two things. One is uh, ownership leverage. Uh, you know, when everyone else is zigging, you want to zag. You really don't want to be on the on board with, with players that have the most ownership. And number two is when you get a player like that who's probably – priced 
uh, incorrectly or a player that's priced so low at 3000 that once he does something like, you know, Travis Fulgham has done in the past and Christian Kirk and guys like that or Richard Rogers on the Monday night, you know, showdown, which I did well on, um, you know, then that, that's when you really can make a good hit because uh, it allows you to put kind of more, you know, much more of the sure things you like in there. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that does. And I'm sure a few of these guys that we like down the list will uh, will pop up and, uh, and have a good week. So let's get into the point spread, the betting aspect of the games this week. Um, do you, when you look at week seven with uh, – Man, a lot of injuries and question marks and all of this. Are there any games that you have uh, any level of confidence with that you'd like to give out? Uh, yeah, there's actually four this week. Uh, three, three of them are um, are, are regular game lines, uh, a favorite, an underdog, and I and I do like one of the overs uh, this week. So I'll, I'll give you the games that I like this week. Um, I like the Carolina Panthers going into New Orleans. I know New Orleans is coming off a bye week, but. Um, Carolina has played everybody very, very hard so far this year. Uh, last I looked, that spread was sitting at seven and a half with seven points. Um, I like Carolina in this game. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose that game going away on Sat- on Sunday. Uh, the Redskins are laying them a point. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about Kareem Hunt. I don't like the fact that Joe Mixon's not going to be playing for um, – for for the Cincinnati Bang uh, for the Bengals the Bengals don't have a great offensive line Miles Garrett will make life very difficult for Joe Burrow but I like the Cleveland Browns laying three and a half points in that ball game and I like the over in the Detroit Atlanta game it's currently sitting at fifty four and a half there's been a trend if you look at over unders there's definitely been a move to the underside of things games by the by the odds makers are being brought much lower but this is a game that I expect both teams putting up a lot of points in I like the over fifty four and a half. Detroit, Atlanta. You know it, what's funny about that game is I I, I, I noticed and I think I want to say that that total early in the week started off about fifty six and it slowly drifted down and uh, you know when you see a line that is going against what you like. I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, I, I guess, I guess there's two schools of thought on it. One is, uh, Oh, I love it. You know, that means that people are betting the other side and, you know, the, 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 the general public usually doesn't do well when it comes to, you know, sports wagering. So if they're betting the other side, uh, I, I, you know, I'm happy to go on, you know, to, to be taking the side against people or the other school of thought is, you know, maybe somebody knows something in a game that is should be as high as scoring that is going down. It's an ominous sign. What's your take when a game that you like, whether it be a side or a total, the points where it seems to be going against what you like? Yeah, no, I think you have to take that in consideration. Like you have to use all these tools that 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 you do look at, all the variables that you look at, history and all that sort of stuff, in terms of making a determination of what you want to do. It's something I'm noting, but you know, I have a very clear view of how I think the game is going to play out. Uh, and I'm sticking with that view. If I if I feel like it's a it's a very clear view for me, then I'm still going to go with my instincts and and do what I want to do here. So so I am going with that over. I know that line has moved a little bit lower. And generally, like I said, we've seen some trending down uh, in in these games in terms of the over under, as usually happens as the as the season progresses. But in this one, I think both these teams are capable of putting up some points.
How about you, Wiz? You have your picks for the week? Yeah, um, I do. Uh, I like a couple of games this week. In uh, one may prove to be the sucker pick of the century. I think I like the Cowboys uh, against the Washington football team. I pick them. Um, I think, you know, I, I just still think they're the better team. I'm going to give Andy Dalton the benefit of the doubt and have one game under his belt and uh, maybe the second game back. He'll play better and they will play better. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, that's that's pick number one. I like Tampa Bay on the road, laying three and a half points against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um and the other game I like, I like the Denver Broncos. Um, I, I know the, the the conditions for the game are going to be cold, but I kind of like what their offense looks like with Philip Lindsay uh, in there. It gives them a lot more versatility. Um, so I'm I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos uh, to keep that game close. So those are the games I like this week. All right, fantastic. All right, so let's go to some pr- player props. Let's have you. All right, so let's get into uh, you know some prop wagers. Uh, Anything that you looked over that you absolutely love this week from a, a, a player prop? Yeah, I'm fading the yards on Andy Dalton. I just think he's going to be under duress all game. So I'm very negative on everything about the Cowboys this week. I've, I've highlighted that with Amari Cooper, the uh, Ezekiel Elliott, the Washington Redskins. The offensive line is beat up. So... I know you have some confidence, but I have none. Um, and I think Andy, Andy Dalton is going to be under duress all game, so I'm fading his under yardage and passing, which I think was sitting around 264 and a half. I am loving in that cold weather in uh, Kansas City-Denver matchup, which is in Denver. I love Travis Kelsey yards over 67 and a half. Uh, he's been unbelievably consistent, over 70 yards, Actually, actually, over 75 yards in, I think, eight out of the last nine games against the Broncos. So I'm going with that. I like the over James Conner rushing. James Conner has been over 100 yards in three of the last four games. So I'm taking the over at 63.5 on James Conner. And the last one, there's incredible odds for it, but I have Matt Ryan having a big game this week. Over two and a half touchdowns, plus 175, Matt Ryan. That's the, that's the bet that I like as a player prop this week. What do you have? Uh, anything, uh, anything special up your sleeve for the player props? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you know. Uh, with, uh, I'm going to go over Stafford. I'm going to go over Galladay, and those are the two ones that I have the most confidence in this week. Just the plain and simple, Stafford and Galladay. What what Stafford's yards after the week? Uh, let me see what the last what the last one was on Stafford. Uh, his passing yards. We're over 285 and a half. So that and Galladay, 74 and a half. So I'm, I'm just riding Stafford and Galladay this week with uh, a lot of confidence. All right. Well, again, not, good reason to, to ride those yeah, players. To me. Very good reason to ride those players. Uh, yep. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. That's the uh, week seven preview. Uh, we'll come back to you next week. But um, I will speak to you guys all next week. Uh, serious. Uh, sorry, on, on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Be well, everybody.